Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Renee Loves Ironing Podcast. I'm Renee Elms, and I really do love ironing. I started this podcast to build a community of people who love ironing, don't like it at all, or don't know how to iron at all, but like to know more. So what we're going to do is work with all of you, me and my guests, to share what we know, our tips and techniques, and also learn some things right along with you. So please join us as we start this episode right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Renee Loves Ironing Podcast. I am so delighted today to have as my special guests on this episode of Peace and Possibilities and More with Julie Bruns. And Julie is an author. She is a podcaster as well. And she is a woman of purpose. (laughs) And she's done so many things, which I'll have her tell you about in this episode as well. But I really want to say welcome, Julie. And I just like to have you introduce yourself to the Renee Loves Ironing podcast community and tell them what makes you so special in terms of your book and everything else that you do. And then we'll get into the question of what do you think about ironing and what does ironing mean to you? Okay, so my name is Julie Bruns and I have been in learning development, leadership development for over 20 years. I I wrote a book a year ago. I'm actually celebrating my year anniversary shortly of the book launch. And um, I started my podcast uh, a year and a half ago. And there's over 100 episodes you can listen to. And um, I, so I never considered myself a writer, but I I guess now I am because I have a book and I'm writing another one. I love it. Um, But I really, what I really love is teaching people and inspiring people and engaging and connecting people to, um, you know, just be better and, and, and empower them and grow. And that's why the leadership development is, is near and dear to my heart because it's just all about like helping people thrive where they are. And um, hopefully my book's doing that and my podcast is doing that. And I, I love the work and it's something I can see myself doing basically till for, forever until someone says you have to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I know we've had little conversations about this too, and Julie is the inspiration for me really feeling like, okay, can I really do a podcast? Because Julie and I used to work together many, many moons ago, which seems like a while ago, but when she left, she's like, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, and she's done all of it. So she is a motivator in so many ways to me, but I want to hear more too about your story of ironing. Like, how does that relate to how you were raised first in terms of just what it meant to you and then how it works for you now as an adult with uh, pretty much grown kids, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how so, do they relate that? Yeah, go ahead. No, and that was my question, just how, oh, okay. how did you relate growing up and then how do your kids and your household now relate to ironing and kind of what it means to you and then the- so I um I remember watching my mom ironing when, when I was little and, and I just remember you know you have the ironing board out and she's got the iron it's hot and it was always this like thing like please be careful please be careful because it was always I grew up with a lot of siblings and it was always people were running around and it's like be careful of the iron because you could burn yourself kind of thing but it was always she was ironing clothes usually for my dad um or I, I guess maybe for other things that we like, we had to go to church and stuff like that. She would iron things. Um, but it wasn't something you could do until you were older. And um, when you could do it, it was like a, a sense of pride. Like we're doing this because it's going to make us look good and um, be presentable. And this is what you need to do to look that way and you iron your clothes. And then you, you go out into the world and you're more presentable. Um, 
and 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 so for, for me it was always it was it's a chore but it's something that's necessary and it's something that's going to make you feel good if you do it kind of thing okay okay great so then raising two boys how did that translate to your new family of your boys it, it was it similar to how your mom raised yeah. you about iron review of it or do you think it was different um probably a little different because it was um they had i would i would set aside time like once a week to iron things that needed to be ironed but luckily having boys a lot of that stuff is just you wash and wear it and there's not i didn't i didn't raise any girls so it wasn't like this just needs to be pressed or you know all of these other more not even more into their appearances, but just had different kind of clothes. Right. Yeah. 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 So there was way less of it, but when I had to do it, I was always like, all right, what needs to be ironed? And it was like, I tried to enjoy it because I didn't have to do it that often. So when I did, it was like, it doesn't need to be a chore, chore necessarily. It can be something that's, it's kind of, um, not soothing, but this, like, um, you get to take something that's messed up and make it look better. And yeah, I like, right. And I like making things look better feel about it right and yeah. we've had minimal conversations about this but the more i talk to people everybody has a different story but i said i don't even like to use the word chore because i feel like you know being raised like that dishes laundry uh ironing all those things were done so you feel good about your space you feel right. good about yourself right. and it's so nice to hear you say the same thing. And I too still iron once a week and sometimes just twice a month because I'll iron for hours. Mm. And people are like, nobody does that. <laughs> well, well I, I agree with the put everything in a pile and then just do it all at once. So then you can just like, you're in the zone already. You're in a good little flow. You can put on music or watch your favorite show or whatever, but you're, it's just, it has to get done. Um, and you're going to feel good when it does get done. And so why not make it more pleasant? I feel like that about all the, all the things you have to do. Why not make it a little bit more mm -hmm. joyful? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. And I'm glad you shared that too with us today on the podcast. Cause you know, I definitely feel that way. Cause this, I feel it gives me an opportunity to go to my closet and know if I want to go somewhere, I can just, Oh, I'll wear this or I'll wear that. I feel like I'm choosing out a department store or something, you know, yeah. and I don't have to ever get up in the morning and try to figure out what I'm going to wear and then iron it. I just feel like that's so much more stress totally. that people put on themselves instead of just having an array of things already ironed. And then you decide, Oh, what am I wearing today? What do I feel mm -hmm. like today? That's just my point of view. But in your book, Peace and Possibilities, you talk a lot about, you know, different ways people can bring peace and different things into their lives. And it's about their mindset and how they choose to do things. So tell us more about your book, too, and kind of what led you to write your book. So the book, you can see it behind me. It's called I Love the, I Love the Cover. Um, Santo Roy did this cover for me uh, like a year and a half ago. Um, but peace, possibilities, and perspective, and the eight secrets to serenity and satisfaction in your life and career. The reason I named, I knew peace was always going to be in the title, and I knew possibilities was, and so my podcast is called the Peace and Possibilities Podcast, but the book was also, I'm writing it years later with perspective, right? Um, but these are all of the things, I, I wrote the book um, to help people, so whether they are in a career or just out of college or in the middle of their career or not sure if they want a career, how can they still, because not everyone, anyone you talk to at any given point in their life and any day will say, well, I don't have everything I want yet. 
or I really love my job, but now I wish this, or I don't have someone significant in my life, but I've always been, whatever it is, there's always something, right? Or I've always right. wanted kids and I was never able to have them. My, the point of the whole book is there are things, tips, secrets you can apply to every day of your life so that you are peaceful, happy, and content each day, even if, especially when you don't have everything you want in your life, because no, no one person does it at any one given time. So it's all about what can I do to basically enhance my experiences, create more joy in my life. So I don't love my job, but I'm almost going to love my job because I'm getting a promotion or getting a new job. But right now, today, what can I do to love it better? You don't need to be miserable along the way until you get somewhere. You can enjoy the journey even more so. And if the sooner you can learn that, the better your life's going to be because no, no one ever has everything they want all at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's why it's called that and everything in everything in it is something you can apply with your mind or mostly even with your mind, almost for no money at all. Just looking at something a different way and trying something new and it could take five minutes and it could take 20. That, that was the whole point of the book. Like it doesn't need to be, you don't need to necessarily get a life coach, although that would help you. You don't necessarily need to get a new job, but that might help you. Um, all of these, all of the other things that are bigger, you can do these little things each and every day to enhance and empower and lift your spirits, et cetera, so that you're experiencing everything at a deeper, better level, mm -hmm. no matter what you have in your life at the time. And I remember all the challenges we used to have in the work environment, and you would always bring that perspective, okay, what can we do? You know, how can we do this? Or what options do we have? And I think that speaks volumes too, that you put those thoughts in action, you know? And I say peace and possibilities all the time because I follow you on your podcast peace and possibilities. And I forget the perspectives part, yeah. but that is so important, right? Because it's all in how you look at a thing mm -hmm. and how you feel. Because if, if things are miserable or you're just not satisfied and, and things are hard, you have decisions that you can make and you can choose another path. And I think you've proven that time and time again, you know, by reinventing yourself into what you want to do and, and to be happy in your life. Yeah. So I think that's great. And I really just so much appreciate you sharing this. And I really uh, strongly advise my audience too to pick up your book and also follow you on your podcast, Peace and Possibilities, because they'll get a lot of tips about that too. Because I do have a guest coming up who never learned how to iron. She was the daughter of a teenage mother. And it was just like, just throw this on and just go. And she never mm -hmm. really felt good about her appearance and a lot of different things for those reasons. And that was a challenge for her. So I told her, then come and talk about that because there are people who can resonate with that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Just like I know that there are many people that can resonate from understanding the peace and possibilities and perspective on things mm -hmm. where they think, oh, I'm holding it together, but maybe you're really not. You're going through the motions and you're miserable and how you can change that yourself by just changing your perspective and how you look at it and how you view things. So, well, that's great. So what's new for you? What's coming up? So um, I am, I'm, right now I'm, I'm searching for a role back in corporate America because I'm, I miss, Renee, I so miss the team environment. I miss, I, I love the flexibility I have and I can work on what I want, but I, the isolation and the on my own, it's not, um, it, it's good in small doses, but it's not, it's not enough. Like I want to have a bigger impact and I miss collaboration. I miss having, I miss having meetings. It's probably sounds crazy, crazy to some people. My one friend's like, why do you want to go where? I'm like, because I, I miss, I miss the feedback. I miss the collaboration. I miss all of that. 
Um, so, and I'm, and I, when I want to give back, I want to use everything I've learned and um, in my career and in, in, in writing and all the last, for the last couple of years, I want to use all that to help people, to help younger people and um, share my wisdom and insights and experience and hopefully have an impact um, on all those people. In addition to the podcast, I'm going to keep doing the podcast. I actually am writing another book on parenting. I, I, I might call it Peace, Possibilities, and Parenting or parenting <laughs> possibilities, but it's basically yeah. how to raise, how to raise unentitled children um, that are- Or is it possible to have peace and possibilities? Yeah, exactly. Who are dealing yeah. like the resolve, that would be a long title, revolves yeah. around. Yeah, but that is so needed. And that's the other piece of this. I feel like, you know, in, in doing this on ironing, people keep talking about why ironing? Is it because I think the last two generations, they don't have basic skills. They live in the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, entertain me, you know, I want it now kind Mm -hmm. of generation. Mm -hmm. And that's what they grew up on. That's what they know. Everything's on a cell phone or some kind of device. And that human interaction is not always what's important, you know. Because they live so much in technology and the fantasy of, you know, the music world and the movie world and all these other things that get created by people on these platforms that, you know, that other basic stuff like keeping your house or grooming or they know makeup. Yeah, they know 47 layers of makeup and eyelashes, but they don't always know how to just basically care for your skin or care for your hair or your clothes or your home or how to clean things. So one of my cousins has a uh, business where it's cleaning because her grandmother, my grandmother's uh, wife, brother's wife, kept everything spotless because they worked for hotels as they were coming up. So they Mm -hmm. knew how to keep everything spotless. And I was just talking to her daughter who's in her eighties. And she said, talking about my grandmother and why I started this podcast and that she says she was always very hardworking and her mother, they were very close, but her mother's thing was everything in the home had a place. So nothing could be out of place. But what was funny is that the girls were expected to keep everything in place, not the boys Mm. as much. So it's that gender thing too, and as well as just having someone and some place to learn those basics. So including like how to manage money, how to manage time, how to manage your your peace, your your, uh, core of your creativity, all those other things. And so many people talking like Jay Shetty and all these other Mel Robbins and all these other people talking about that. So I think your book captures a lot of different things like that too, to make people think about how do you look at things? How do you think about things? And then what may be missing, yeah, right? And then how do you yeah. that's missing, you know, without, like you said, spending a million bucks or getting a coach or all these other, because everybody's there's thousand dollar ten thousand dollar programs to help you be a better you but if you don't invest in the basics and you go home after that then you're still you because you don't know how to evolve into yeah. something else right i was just talking to someone earlier today about taking it's one thing to learn it it's one thing to hear it to read it to see it and then it's another thing to implement it and execute it mm-hmm. but in form of practice and, and change something and something you know you might read something something changes because you you read a quote 
or you hear someone just, you know, talking like we're talking now. And, oh, I've never thought of it that way before, but the application of it, how you're going to implement it, what are you going to do differently tomorrow so that, you know, you can change what you're doing. It takes practice. It takes a practice ongoing. It can't just be a one-time thing. Um, some people, you know, obviously we live in an instant gratification world, but it's not, um, you can have instant gratification in some things, but if you really want to change something, it's, you can instantly think something differently, but then you actually have to practice doing it. Um, and obviously that's the hard part, but that's the part that makes it worth it. And that's the part that changes things. Right. Yeah. Cause what do they say? You, you develop a habit, like after you do it, what's like three like weeks, 21 days or something. I can't remember the number but it has to be repeated over mm -hmm. and over again. And I think the same thing with no matter what it is, you know, it's doing it. Like I did some short reels on just ironing a shirt or ironing a blouse and how to uh, think the one that got the most like responses about, oh, using distilled water in your iron or your steamer because hard water gets all this buildup that comes out and different things. And people are like, oh, I never knew that. Oh, Ooh. I never knew it made a difference, you know, different things like that. But it's just little things. And so someone said to me, oh, you know, every day. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I absolutely do not. But I'll be learning right along with you because I've never used a steamer for that. I feel like that takes so much more time in my view you know, to get the types of seams and pressing and stuff that I like. But have you ever used like a steamer versus an yeah. iron? Yeah, it's funny you reminded me when I, used, when I used to travel more and we haven't really been traveling in the last couple of years, but when I traveled more, yeah, I mean, sometimes the hotel would have an iron and I was always in front of clients. So I definitely had to like, you know, you take stuff out of the suitcase it needs to be iron. I got smart about getting things that weren't as wrinkly, um, but I grabbed a, or, you know, a little steamer, a handheld steamer online. I think it was like 10 or 20 bucks. It's little, I mean, it, this much water, but I would turn it on and then I would just hang my clothes and steam them. And my girlfriend had one, she had a, a store a fashion, you know, like a clothing store. And she had a really, one of those really big ones that almost looks like a yeah. vacuum cleaner. Like these, she's like, these are yeah. the best. Um, and obviously you have to have a little bit more room and, you know, it's, it's there's other safety issues with that too. Yeah, <laughs> so but my, it was so fun. Was like, I want that one that holds two gallons of water. That, yeah, you know, it was fun with, to use. Yeah, yeah. I have a little Yeah, probably like you, it's plastic that came with a little cup, and you just fill up with a little cup and then plug it in, and then you steam. And I'm like, I think maybe I used it one time, and that was it. And it was aggravating to me because it seemed like it was taking too long. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, when it's heated up. It's fast. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but you're not going to get the creases, but then you, you get the wrinkles out. So it's, it's the same concept, but I, I have it somewhere. I think, I think I have it still have it somewhere. I'll bring it on my, on my next trip when I have to be in front of clients. <laughs> well, that's good. The one thing I tried the downy wrinkle remover or releaser, I think it's called, because a friend of mine told me about that and I did a reel on it and it actually made the shirt. I ironed one side and I did the downy wrinkle releaser on the other and it did right in front of my eyes and pulling it out mm -hmm. the wrinkles dissipated but you don't get that same crispness as mm -hmm. when you iron with a little water and a little starch but for people who just want the wrinkles to be gone I think that will work and I just took my finger remember how we used to crease paper yeah. and that's how I got the, the little seam in the sleeves and I said oh okay that could work you know but I told her, I, I'm glad I tried it, but I'd rather iron. <laughs> yeah. so, Whatever works, right? 
Yeah, but it's great to throw in your suitcase and I guess and use that. Yeah. So Julie, I have enjoyed us even talking about this, but I want to know more. I think I cut you off talking about uh, other stuff, but what's what else is on your plate? I know you want to go back into the corporate world. Are you looking to go back full time or part time yeah. or contract? Yeah, I'm looking for. I, I consider contracting, but I, I'd rather. I want to be. I want to be part of a company that's growing fast and hiring a lot of people and and helping mm-hmm. to shape what their department learning development department is going to look like and 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 really like make my make my um, make my imprint somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely a growing company that really um, appreciates learning and development and wants their employees to grow and is excited about it and not someone who's just saying we have it because we should have it. Someone that says a company that says we're really into it and our people really want it and, and you know building something from scratch is very appealing to me. So that's what I'm looking to do. Oh, well, that's good. If I get anything like that, I'll certainly forward it on to you because I get hits on uh, LinkedIn a lot. I just say thank you, but no, thank you, but thank you. Mm-hmm. So I will look for those and send them to you. you. So uh, again, how can people find you in the background? So, I'll put it in the bio too. In the- yeah, so I have a website. It's the number two, possibilityandbeyond.com. Um, they can reach me there. <clears throat> I have my, my phone number, my email is all there. Um, they can find my podcast there. I have a blog, I have a weekly blog that I release with my podcast and a newsletter they can sign up for. Um, so they can be part of the, the newsletter and the podcast if they want. Um, and my book information is on there. I now have an audiobook. I released an audiobook right after the book was released. So there's a paperback version, hardcover ebook, and now there's an audiobook. So they can get those. Oh, um, they can get those on Amazon, but a lot of people will say, I don't want to go to Amazon. Well, it's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on target.com. Um, it's in a bunch of libraries in Chicago too. I've been trying to get it into the, the, the so yeah, so check it out. Yeah, I'll go check it out in my local library too, just so yeah. I get some, some traction in there. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, sure. people are like, oh, well, what's been checked out here? Well, I'll try this. So great. You know, I have my own copy. I said I was going to bring it for you to sign it for me, but so I'll, we'll get there one day. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but great. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add to our I conversation? Would- I would say like to bring it back around to ironing, like it's, it's, you're doing something to take care of um, what you own and, and uh, like honor and value what you own so that you can be more confident and look better. And, and that, that leads into everything you do and people can feel it and, and sense it and see it. And so it's, it's always worth the time. No one's going to, no one's going to do it for you. No, you know, no one can people. Obviously if you had someone helping you look good, that's different, but most people don't have that. And um, it goes a long way and it's always going to make you feel better. And then it's going to make you perform better no matter, you know, depending on what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, with my slogan is if you look good, you feel good. Long time old slogan. I didn't make it up. That's true. It's not totally yeah. mine, but I own it because yeah. I feel the better a person looks, the more confident they'll be going into any room, any space, any time and talking about themselves. So and I think ironing helps with that. And I'm so glad to have this conversation with you today. I know you're super busy, so I appreciate your time. And I look forward to talking to you after this. And thank you again, Julie Bruns, for joining us. And everyone, look for peace, possibilities, and perspectives in your local library, but buy it anywhere you buy your books. Thank you. So Julie, thank you so much for coming today. 
Hey, thanks so much for spending time with me and my guests on the Renee Loves Ironing Podcast. I really enjoyed our time together. Don't forget to go to ReneeLovesIroning.com to check out my website and all the items I have there and some of the items we talked about. Also, to check out our blog, follow me on Instagram, Renee Loves Ironing, and join my Facebook page, Renee Loves Ironing, as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, stay safe, and remember, when you look good, you feel good. Take care, everyone. Bye.